Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one, the only, Anthony Yamato. We like to call him Shimato. Boys, we are on episode number three of the Falcon Winter Soldiers, the Power Broker. We're going to be talking about that tonight on the show, uh, but before we get into all that fun stuff, how are you guys doing? Yeah, doing great, man. Um, this episode got us uh, a little, little more of what we needed, right? Yeah, yeah d- it definitely got the ball rolling. It's definitely a good Friday. Mm. Mm. Wow, look at you. Wow. We are recording on Friday, as we always do. Um, and yes, it is good Friday. It's a very, very good Friday. So uh, do us a favor, a good favor, and why don't you go ahead and um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Please leave us a review, especially if you are on Apple. Leaving us a five-star review on Apple goes a really long way in helping the show to grow. Uh, But, yeah, here is your spoiler warning, all right? Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't caught caught it yet, we really liked episode three. Boys, what do you think of episode three? Yeah, man, uh, this I'm a huge sucker for like the espionage type feel yeah. genre movies and TV shows, and this just played into everything that I love uh, completely. And so I love the I, I loved a lot of the episode, and it, I, I mean it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean there's is there's definitely a reason why the winter Captain America Winter Soldier is you know one of our favorite um marvel entities and that's because of that espionage factor and it it was so different than everything else and i mean i think it just adds like the great thing about espionage is it brings like the mystery of like a drama series and it brings like the action from an action series and they kind of get married together and i think that's one of the great things i think it's why people love the espionage um, area of TV making and movie making is because it melts those two things where you can kind of think, but also see people get punched in the face as well. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, take a freaking metal rod to the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. We got a six. Yeah. Spear ah, yeah. Yes. We got a very, a lot of good action, first of all, but yes. when, when Bucky threw that rod, like a spear, Dude, I love a good spear throw. <laughs> that was a pipe. That was like yeah. a PVC pipe. Whoa. Yeah, like it that was, was ridiculous. Well, no, it was the uh, the storage unit. It was the bar, uh, which is the thing oh, that, that slides down. He ripped that off the storage yep. unit door, and then he heaved it at her. God, yeah, that, it was just that was. Yeah, she got crushed. Yeah, <laughs> like that thing was like six inches across. Though that was not a small like. Not not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Listen, here, this is how I know the episode was good. Are you ready for this one? This let's is, hear it, let's like, hear it. This is like the hottest takes of all takes here. Ready? I know this episode was good because my wife didn't look at her phone one time. Oh. Yeah. We watched this episode, and she did not pick up her phone one time. That's how you know this episode was good. Hey, good for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out. Let's go. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. <clears throat> and did we say last week, like, Maybe there's a chance that um, that Zemo gets like basically tells them he'll help if they break him out of prison. We, I think we, we mentioned yeah, that. We mentioned that. Yeah. We, if we didn't mention it on the pod, I've definitely talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Like I've, for sure. Yeah. I've talked about it before too. <clears throat> and then that's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think we were all kind of thinking, uh, you know. They were going to in some way team up with Zemo in prison, whether it was breaking him out or whether it was going to just involve him, you know, kind of guiding him them from prison. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. That was 
it would have been a little bit far fetched. I didn't think he would want to actually but be out. Did, out. Did you think that Zemo was going to become a part of the team? <laughs> no, I did not. Did not see that. Like the whole episode, I was like, oh, he's going to use this as a chance to escape. Yeah. Oh, nope, that didn't happen. He's going to use this as a chance to escape. Oh, he's going to throw them yeah. on nope. his airplane. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I I thought he was going to help them to a point. Like I, felt, but I did think at one point. Um, uh, well, like uh, when the, when they were at the docks, I thought that was it. I thought he was like, oh, he, yeah, he was gonna sure. like, I thought he was done. That like I thought, uh, we, I definitely think he was gonna thought he was gonna help them in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. get them like the information they they needed, but then be like deuces because you know he was he's very much of the feeling of. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't like super soldiers, and Winter Soldier is a super soldier, and you know, you know, he they broke them out of, or he got broke out of prison by them. You know, he wants out. He does, he doesn't want to be around them. Yeah, I thought when he again at the docks, I thought he was gone too. But then he put on the mask, and I know we're jumping like kind of to the yeah. the, the ending <laughs> the or end, close yeah. to the end. Yeah, but he put on that mask and uh, jumped back in the fight. And there was a part of me that thought, you know, they don't recognize the mask, so. Yeah. Like maybe he was going to, but they recognize that coat with that fur coat uh, collar. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, he just came back around, got a supercharged convertible. Yeah, and they're good to go. <laughs> now, see, I thought that was see that was another reason why because he put on the mask. I thought that was supposed that was going to be like a physical representation of him like piecing out. You know, like before yeah. he actually did it, you know, that was like his way of you know physically showing. Oh, I yeah. am literally now. Like a different person, yeah. And I am leaving. We got to remember that he was former special forces, so he knows what he's doing. Which we we yeah, got some. That was that. A, that, a good reminder this episode. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's also rich. He's also <laughs> rich. That was a, that he's, was. A he's funny. also Batman. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> he's a Baron. What yeah, he's a Baron. Yeah. What do you expect? His Alfred is a lot less, <laughs> lot less uh, useful though. Yeah, that's true. And quippy. He's like yes. Hey, we don't know that. We only got like one scene with him. Cut, give him some slack. We have no idea how cool his Alfred is. Oh, uh, did you hear him talk? That dude is like he's like ninety five years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that dude did not. That dude thought he was going to die before he saw Zemo again for sure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, easily, 100%. yeah, easily, yeah. Man, I, I love how we are. He hoped he was going to die before like he saw Zemo again. Dark, like a deep rabbit trail here. I wasn't expecting to go this way, but let's talk about Zemo. Let's just. I mean, that's. That is one of the biggest aspects of this whole um, episode. They go and they break him out, uh, which was really fun how they kind of walked through that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. he's let's talk hypotheticals here. And as he's breaking it down, like, it's yes. actually happening. Yeah. Like, it actually happened. And, like, it, <laughs> I did not expect it to, to go that way. Yeah. And, uh, like, watching it a second time. I watched it a second time. Uh, watching it a second time, I pay attention, like, to the scene and everything. And I'm like, they do a really good job of, like, kind of, like, throwing you off like it could be like another like uh, Michael Pena in the Ant-Man universe like just telling the story but it's not actually going down that way Um, but I I mean I was I was actually shocked when it actually uh, happened and he comes walking through the door I'm like oh okay so that actually was happening so that was good yeah it was uh, even the way that Sam was like are we talking hypothetically or (laughs) he's like this he could he could tell right away like that it wasn't truly hypothetical right yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but anyways, they get Zemo out and, you know, he is such an interesting, uh, character. Yeah. And if, even the fact the book he's reading was a Machiavelli book, you yes. know, which is like a pretty good representation of the type of villain he is, you know, like he is not, I mean, even though he is like 
also former special forces. He can hold his own to some degree. Like in Civil War, he, he was tricking. Yeah, he's more cerebral. Cerebral. Yes. yes. There you go. It's late. Uh, it, yeah. it, it's he's he's more in the in the towards the realm of like a Lex Luthor type of villain. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And um, apparently, in you know, wealth too. <laughs> apparently, I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even Sam was like, so this whole time you've been rich? <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I mean, kind of if you think about it, it's a little bit, it actually makes you um, think of him a little bit more positively in the sense that he was willing to go to prison after he was caught and he was, you know, because generally when we think of rich people and dealing with that kind of things, they don't fight. Well, like, he was actually going to take his own life. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is like it makes him like – you know, he, he he went to prison. He didn't try to fight it. He didn't try to get out. He yeah. He took his punishment and didn't try to get out of it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he always, um, even at the end of Civil War, when um, he was asked, who, who's, uh, what's the name of the CIA agent that's played by Martin Freeman? Gosh, I, I don't remember. Gosh, Agent, not Ross. Ross. Yeah, it is, is Ross. It Ross. Yeah, yeah. There's another Ross? Yeah. Huh. I think it's like Evan Ross, isn't it? Or yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, we're we're a little rusty. <clears throat> uh, I, meant to, I meant to watch Civil War again before this. No, I needed to. I, need I, I didn't. But at the end, he's like, "How does it feel to?" You know, Ross has asked him, "How does it feel that you failed?" And he's like, "Did I?" You know, like so he's in yeah. prison. And he doesn't really mind it, you know. Um, but and he even said when when Bucky came and saw him when he was still behind bars, he was like, um, "For what it's worth, it was nothing personal." And I, I don't think he. He's not like a liar. Like I feel like the thing Zemo says, he's yeah. he means it. Yeah, you know, he yeah. does. He does. And uh, one of the things that I I really liked about this episode was that they did. They, I mean, they got Zemo, and he kind of like was their guide through this whole entire episode. And uh, he, they they said he has a code, right? He sticks to he sticks to this I, I, ideals, right? Yeah. And uh, he really did. He like stuck through it the whole entire time, yeah. and like that really kind of shed light on his character. Because um, before, I mean, we got him as a a villain in Civil War, and uh, I mean, yes, he had a plan, and he had uh, he had a, um, a what he wanted to execute, right? With yeah. the, with his Hydra connections and all that kind of stuff, right? But I think he's more than that now. Like, I mean, I like he's more he's against the the I guess the oppression of yeah. of the the supers, right? Like that that's really what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, you you really do get to see a couple of times throughout the episode, like what he's really about, and even to the point to where he's like. Yeah, have you guys ever gone to the Segovian you know, memorial? So, like, like, oh, like yeah. he's a little bit like you get to see a man who really he did it for you know his own ideals and his love of his country and stuff like and dealing with the loss and stuff like that. But you know, like even that little line just kind of drops it and it's like, yeah, you he, got, oh, he actually has a cause. Yeah, like in what he's trying to get at there was basically like you know you guys left and. You know, you guys probably didn't have a second thought. Yeah. You know, like that type of idea. And the line he drops with, uh, like the the problem with the super soldiers is that like you worship them as icons. Like, yes. and he says, "Don't you remember when you were young and signed up to face one of those icons yes. in the Red Skull?" Like that was, I was like, "Dang, okay." Yeah, like, I, I, was, I get, I get really this cool. now. Yeah. And I think that's super important for 
what is happening right now because of what's happening with the new John Captain Walker. America. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, is he he's taking on this this mantle? But we're also seeing cracks in it as well. But we're yeah. seeing it because of the fact that we don't see him as Captain America really yet. You know, like, yeah. but the but their world is being presented to him as him being Captain America. So there is that danger there that people will turn a blind eye to any flaws he may have. Yeah, the the scene, the whole scene on the plane where they talk about that and the yeah. idols, like it's, it's very much uh, parallel to what's going on with John yes. Walker and it, what potentially could manifest from that storyline. So, yes. it's it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it is very interesting. Um, yeah, so de- definitely a lot of stuff happening in this episode. I, fe- I felt like this episode was a lot of um, there was a lot of characters crossing lines they didn't want to cross. Mm. Like I felt like that was one of the biggest like veins that ran through for this for this episode for me um you know just all all different types of characters you know like the line being crossed of course for for falcon was breaking out zemo like that whole thing was not something that he wanted to cross you know the winter soldier you know fighting again (laughs) yeah like being the winter soldier like he i mean that's something that he doesn't want to like even pretend to be right you know like you see it you know, in all types of type of media, you don't want to take that step back. You don't want to. It, it's like uh, soldiers not wanting to put back on their uniform or, you know, um, things like that, because it, it, it's it's too much. Mm-hmm. It, it brings back too much of what they are. And you even see um, one thing you also see is with um, John Walker, John Walker. Yeah. You see him starting to cross lines that, you know, maybe Hoskins isn't ready to cross. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Walker isn't ready to cross himself. You know, and, and and then of course, you know, with Flag Smasher, she crossed a huge line that we did not see. Um, when you talking about when the bomb went off? Yes. Yeah, and even the the guy that was following her so closely, he was like, there were still people in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good point. This is the. And she, what did what did she say? This is the only type of this language. Is the, this is the only language they understand. They understand like that that classic line of violence is the only thing these people understand. Yeah. 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 Man. <sighs> Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I I wish I would have watched it again. Um, kind of a crazy day, and I didn't get to watch it a second time. But now that now that I'm thinking back on it, like there was a lot of nuance and depth, and also just action and intrigue. And we haven't yeah. even talked. We haven't even talked about Madripoor. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, not at all. <laughs> like we are finally going to Madripoor. And I remember, so I was watching with my wife, and I said, "Man." It's it's kind of like I love these places that are make believe like they are not yeah. real life places like Wakanda, you know these kind of places that are when you when you finally get to see them in a Marvel project, you're just so intrigued with everything. Yeah, right. And and I, again, I I'm not a comic book reader, so I don't know much about Madripoor, but I hear it's like a prime place for villainy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and that was on display today. It was on, on display. Episode, yeah. yeah, and uh, so. Zemo's taking them to Madripoor makes a ton of sense. If he's got some leads via some of the Hydra stuff he was looking through, I mean, it makes a ton of sense that he would take them to Madripoor. So I wasn't surprised, but it was just like, oh, so great to finally see it, you know. And it was sick. <laughs> yeah, very, very, uh, like, colorful lights and everything. Yeah. Like, that was cool to see. Yeah, uh, very, uh, like, dystopian. Like, yeah. it, it had a feel of it, – it, it was really weird because it was, like, it was a feel of you kind of got – um, like southeastern Asian, which is, which would make sense for being there, but it also had a very dystopian type of feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, and then you got some. I got some serious Fast and Furious vibes. 
with the music and the parties and yep. the, the clubs and the bars yep. and yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that as well. I could also see like Blade Runner. It kind of felt like yeah. a little bit like Blade Runner to me as well. Yeah, yes. that's good. That is a good point out. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Cyberpunk, Night City. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. And then, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, essentially, it's like Gotham, like like the slums and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Except, like, if you notice the 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 differences there, like, like Gotham is like very muted and very like very drawn down. Yeah, this is like the. It's bright, colorful, yep. and like uh, like a crime is like flaunted around, and it's like yep. something to to strive for here. Yep. Which that's pretty. I mean, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost reminded me like of a like in a movie when they show like a drug trip, and like the inherent <laughs> like the inherent illegal nature of a drug trip, and it um almost like put over an entire city. So just the literally the vibrant nature of it and everything like that actually lends it to feel more illegal and feel that way as you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So while they're in Madripoor, they, they first go to a bar. And let me just say, regardless of where you're at, I feel like this whole episode, one thing I loved is just the, the subtle realizations on people's faces when Bucky was in the movie. Yeah. 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 Is that the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even the uh, Dr. Nagel, like, he was, like, really uncomfortable. Like, he wasn't going to say anything. And then he sees Bucky and he puts his ha- face down and Sam's like, yeah, you know who he is. And you know who <laughs> he is. He's talking about Zemo. Right. So it's like, I just love how people, like, still have this this fear. This, like, yeah. oh, gosh, the Winter Soldier's here. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you see a... Going back to our Star Wars talks, like when you see a Mandalorian, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know yeah. that means business. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, seeing the Winter Soldier. And nobody knows, like, like just seeing him fight on command like that. Yeah. Like, you got to think. Like, Zemo, again, Zemo is brilliant. He's smart. Yeah. Like, the people in the bar seeing Bucky, the Winter Soldier, just fight on command, they probably got to be... Oh, oh yeah. He's crap. still he's still like that because I think the, the scariest part about him is the fact that, or at least in this sense, is the fact that there is no like bargaining with him. Like he has his mission, he's going to complete his mission. You can't like you, you can't try to talk him out of you know what it is. It's similar with like a Mandalorian. You don't feel like you can talk your way out of whatever when he's bringing in that bounty. You know he's gonna get the job done. Yeah, and if you it, like, you don't have the option of any sort of barter with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, my one, my one downside with this, with the scene at the bar and everything, yeah. go, the fight scene going down, is that they made an emphasis on the cameras recording the fight, which yes. I, is going to solely be used as a, the subplot of uh, Bucky dealing with his inner stuff because it's going to get out somewhere, yeah. and then the therapist is going to be like, "What's going on with you?" Like. So I didn't. I didn't really like that part of it because now it's going to be another twenty five minutes in another episode that's going to have to deal with the internal struggles. Like that's which I, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I enjoy Bucky and everything that he's brought to the show. But yeah. but now with Zemo being introduced, with Sharon Carter, which we haven't even talked about yet, being introduced, yep. Yep. Uh, it's going to take away time from that story being told. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like they. They they spent too much of an emphasis on the cameras to kind of like set you up for oh look look what's about to happen right now yeah I don't think I minded that because I think that's just that's gotta happen if you're gonna have a fight in a bar like that people are gonna record it yeah and it's gonna get out and it's gonna come back to haunt him now it's either gonna be the therapist or it's gonna be like <laughs> the like, United States government yeah, yeah what if it's actually Ross like Thunderbolt Ross who's like look we pardoned you but not anymore yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it's the power brokers. Maybe the power broker will see it, and you know they'll be like, "Oh, the look power what happened! Broker. Look what happened!" You know, they're fighting in there. Like maybe they'll use it as something there. Yeah. So maybe it'll be used as something outside of that. Maybe they won't have to deal with the therapist so for that. I love how this episode is called the power broker, and we don't for sure have clarity on who that is. We get multiple nods to it. Writing on the wall, you know. Yeah. Uh, the flag smashers are running from the power broker. Uh, like Zemo and them are are they're not looking for the power broker. In fact, before that fight goes out in the bar, somebody else walks up to him and says, "What do they say? You're not welcome here." Yeah. Some yeah. Classic, just like get out of our bar. And then he he even says like, "What does he say about the power broker? Like he wasn't he doesn't want to deal with the power broker, or he's never met the power broker and doesn't he's, want to." Yeah, he's never actually like met him, but he, like he's heard about him. And like has yep. no has no intention of dealing with with him right yeah, now. He, right, he, he just have, wants to deal have, with this yeah. person who works under the power broker, basically. <clears throat> right. Yeah, but I don't even think he knew that at the time. They learned that right from Selby, but I don't think Zemo knew that necessarily. So it's like I think Zemo was trying to avoid that in some yep. ways, but now it's like, well, the plot has thickened, right? Uh, so there's just a ton going on here. So let's yeah. so let's let's talk about that scene with Selby. They're having that private meeting. He uh, he bargains the Winter Soldier to her. That was an interesting. Yeah, yeah. he like he's like uh, hold hold his shoulders and then like he caresses his face like a li- just like yeah. a little hand to the face and and yeah. Bucky's just sta- st- standing there like taking it and he can't react like he probably would want to. Yeah, uh, he's like here you can have him and all the commands that control him. Yeah, like, that's. That's I mean Dude, as a, yeah. as a Selby like you're like oh you're pumped because you just saw what went down yeah and you yeah. know yeah <laughs> you know who this yeah. is oh yeah. exactly. this is one of the yeah. baddest men on the planet you know it's awesome he can be used as a bargaining ship just like that like yeah, it, yeah. very very swayed you swayed her opinion just by saying yeah. that yeah but Sam per- forgot to put his phone on airplane mode bro <sighs> yep. man the vibrate Gosh. it wasn't even a vibrate it was a full out ring yeah <laughs> you know like and. uh there was a part of me that was thinking, oh, Sarah definitely knows when Sam's, like, speaking in code and she's going to go along with it. And no, then the nope. Cheerios. The Cheerios, man. The Cheerios line, I was like, oh, no. This is yeah. about to go bad. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there was no way I thought. I, I just thought he was going to try to say things that were ambiguous enough that. Uh, they were on the right she, pace. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, on the right yeah, track. Yeah, that, that's what I thought it was going to be. Because, I, I mean, uh, the way that he has interacted with Sarah like for what you're saying, I don't feel like that would ever happen because I don't think he ever wants to involve her in any sort of thing to where she would even be interacting with that world at all. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like, like there would be no way for that to even be real. The the biggest thing I I want to see their next conversation. I feel like she's just gonna be like, "What the heck were you talking about?" Yes, like <laughs> just like you know, why were you talking to you me were like gonna, that? You were like, gonna kill the bank. Yeah, the, the bank yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Like, she, so yeah, the cover's blown. All right, and here's what I and you you've watched this twice, Justin. I have, yeah. Maybe before we leave, I, we'll put it on again. I want to now that I'm thinking about it. I want to go back and watch this again. Um, when the cover's blown and Selby says kill them, and they all start fighting, to me, like Selby gets shot. She has, she has shot from the outside source. From the outside, yes. Yes. which yes. means yes. somebody's one looking in, right. And intentionally goes to kill her. Because was Selby about to fight them? I don't think so. She was about to Herself, have her Herself, no. Her people were. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not like it was like a reaction, like she was charging one of them. Well, I think that – I mean, I think Sharon Carter already knew. 
She was in the bar. She are, I mean, they were already right. You saw yeah, someone but, put yeah. a hood on and leave. But, but Sharon says it was not her that killed her. Like she alludes to that later on in the conversation. Oh, yeah. And Regar- but even if it was, it's like right. It's what I'm trying to. Say, it's somebody who's taken an opportunity to cross Selby off. Right. Isn't that interesting? Now, like, I'm just thinking I mean, about it, it more now. It could have been the power broker. Sharon it, it makes it been. seem like it's not her. Like when she, there, she has an interaction with them at the storage uh, containers. Yeah. Man, I I need to go watch this again, man. Like, now I'm really wondering, like, because at first I was like, oh, yeah, she, Selby just died as a result of all that. I was like, no, 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 like, she didn't have to. Yeah. Like, they could have killed all of her guards yeah. and left her alive and gotten more information. Yeah, I, I missed the part about Sharon later on. I just thought, I 100% thought it was just, I knew it was an outside shot. I just thought it was Sharon. Yeah, watch it again. Sharon's yeah. like, I have, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't I, she doesn't know what happened along the lines of that. All right, yeah. It's time to talk about Sharon because the, the, the elephant in the room is what in the world is going on with Sharon? Because, like, we knew she was going to be in the show. Yeah. Right, yeah. I had no idea that she was going to be pretty much – she's, like, blacklisted, right? Yeah, That's why she's, she's been uh, made enemy of the state by the government yep. for what she did with yeah, – Stealing War. the yeah. shield and mm-hmm. stealing his yep. wings. Right, yeah. She's a little more pessimistic than I thought she was going to be. Like yeah. I'm not like I'm not going to like. Yeah. I mean, I guess I understand why you'd be pessimistic about being literally kicked out of your country, stripped of everything, you know, kind of forgotten by the people that you were protecting as well. You know, through all this, I mean, this is the first time Falcons really seen her since, you know, since Civil War. So I mean, yeah. she feels like. She helped all these people, but then they also forgot about her as well. Yeah, she literally says, "Like I don't have the Avengers to back me." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, they all had that going on, but nobody reached out to her. Like, but to but it was a little jarring to see her be so pessimistic, you know, like because because you know before she was like, I mean, she was a very she was much more a positive character in everything that had been set up, especially towards the Avengers and things like that. So. But I mean, and once again, it makes sense that she would be like a little annoyed by everything that had happened. Yeah, she she feels neglected, a little, a little bit hardened. She's been hardened betrayed. by having to live, you know, a harder life. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. Like I, I've always been like a huge fan of that actress. And yeah. So like, I mean, just seeing her back on the on the screen. Yeah. And uh, being as badass as she she was in this episode, yeah. it, it was just great to see her back and in that character and a little bit more of the darker tones as well. Like I yeah. I, I enjoyed seeing that. Uh, it sucks because of what happened to get her to that dark point. Um, but, I mean, obviously you can see she's doing well. So Yeah. Yeah. How, though? How has she built her empire? Because she, she has yeah. a ton of money and all these, like, yeah. expensive she ha- things. She has resources and, and skills in, in order to acquire all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, so. it seemed well, – I mean, what from what they were saying was that she was a thief, basically. Yeah. That she was – or she was at least involved in trading – of like stolen art, basically. Yeah, and, which was a really interesting idea of like, oh yeah, they were like, oh yeah, like half the stuff in the Louvre is fake. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that that was kind of like a funny underhanded yeah. like line right there. Was you that know? from Zemo? Did Zemo say that, or was that Bucky? I think it was Bucky. It was Bucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bucky. but but Zemo kind of went along with it too. And, oh, and for sure. Just to Sharon say, also, there was a couple times where Zemo was just kind of funny. Yeah, in this one, in this in this episode too, like on the plane when he's talking about the Marvin Gaye album. Yeah, oh, like that was that man. was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and you could tell Sam's like annoyed, but he's like, but yeah. he's also right. Yeah, Sam says <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so perfect. Um, yeah, but back to Sharon. Okay, so she's clearly a badass, right? She's yes. she's whipping tail 
on the docks the next yeah. day. She's got a ton of money. She's basically in Magibor because no place a, else to go. No yeah. place else to go. Um, they don't want to extradite. Who is she? Like, is there like? Because here's what I mean. Like later on, oh, man, we're kind of jumping all over the place. But later on, when uh, Doctor Nagel's killed and there's the big explosion, and she like doesn't get in the car with um. Like here's the thing. I feel like if she was just simply wanting to get back in the in the in the in the fold, yeah, and be on the team, she she okay. would have gotten in that car. Yeah, yeah. right. But I'm then, sensing a darker. Well, but then she uh, transitions over. Like she's there's a, some lady who picks her up in the car, and she's like, "I got there's more to the story we have, going she on." Says, yeah. We have a problem. Yeah. Uh, so here's my thing. Right. Uh, she's either she's either one of two things. Okay, she's either deep cover. Yeah. Deep cover and still working for the good. Yeah. Like the or, government? Yeah, like the government. Okay. Or she is the power broker. See, our, our buddy Kurt, Curtis texted me. He said, I think she's the power broker. I can't remember exactly what he said. Mm. And I've seen that a couple times. Yeah. I wouldn't and, be surprised if either one of those options is true. And it's definitely things that I've run through my head as well. Was the possibility that she was the power broker or that. I think she's. I think it's more likely that she's working for the power broker. It would make it because to me it doesn't make sense. Like she, she's only been there for like two years. I don't think the power broker would have risen to all that power so quickly. And uh, Doctor Nagel even said that. Yeah, he even said. Well, actually, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the power broker funded his work after the blip. Well, maybe that is. Anyways, I still think it's more likely that she's not the power broker, but maybe working for the power broker. Yeah. Power, it's like the buzzword, power broker. Power broker. Yeah. Power but, broker. I mean, I just, I truly believe that she's just still deep cover, working yeah. for the good. Like, yeah. I, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That, that that would make a lot of sense if she was. I hope she's she, not. If she was deep cover. Wow. Really? It would be cool. I just want to see more people, like, like go bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be cool. Like, the blip was such a. That she has to survive. A large. I mean, yeah, if you think thing about. Thing to happen. Dude, it, she's, it a turned, it turned yeah. she's a scroll. It turns. She's a scroll. Oh. She's a scroll, and she's wor- wor- running her own empire, and yeah. she's a Madripoor. I mean, you were saying like two years, but it's probably been more like seven since we've seen For her. For her. Yeah. Yeah. If, if she, you know, because you got the five years of the blip, and then however long from Infinity War to Civil War, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it could be. Oh, you just reminded me of something. Uh, wasn't that the very beginning of the episode where they did the GRC commercial? Yes. Yep. Yes, it did. So the global re. Patriotic Council? No, no. Repatriot. No, What's the word? No, it's shoot, man. I'm going blank now. <laughs> Guys, we run a podcast. We have to do better than this. <laughs> well, don't bring stuff up. I don't expect you to bring up. Well, be ready for it, Justin. You've watched this twice. You have no excuse. I'm, I'm sorry I let you down. It's like re. I thought it was the repat. I don't think it's repatriate. Re the Global Repatriation Council. There you that's go. what it was. The there Global Repatriation. That's why, because it's who the heck has ever said that word before? Is that even a real word? Repatriation. I, I, shoot, <laughs> I, yeah, I are dumb. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's a, it's that's a totally public schools, man. I can't. I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> public school and like sleeping through public school. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Watching 007 movies when you should be doing your, your homework. Yeah, Justin. about re- actually, repatriation. 007 yeah. movies would actually be very helpful for repatriation. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But that that uh, that ad at the very beginning, um, I didn't see that coming. But, I mean, 
again, I still want to learn more about what's happening there. Um, we see the Flag Smashers basically. We, yeah, they're yeah, like the Flag Smashers' enemy is basically the GRC. Yeah. Yes. Still okay, and until today, when she decides to blow up a bomb, Carly. Now it's like, again, making her more and more conflicted. Like I don't know what to think of the Flag Smashers. Still, yeah. you know. Um, I'm gonna go on and just go ahead and say this right now. Uh, I'm not a fan of the casting choice of the chick. I'm not of Carly. Really? Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, I'm. I'm not digging her. I'm not liking her. <clears throat> you don't think she exudes enough power? Exactly. She's. I don't know. Too, I, I could see that. Too um, innocent looking. Too. I don't know. Un, but dude, that's exactly uh, what Doctor Nagel said. He said his his formula for the super soldier serum was better. Because it doesn't turn someone it's, into it's a hulking subtle. beast. Yeah. It's subtle. Yeah. I kind of like that direction. I'd have to see another side of the character. I, I don't know. So far, they haven't so, shed enough well, life on her. Yeah, you get yeah. little bits and pieces, and, a, and apparently Mama Danya. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. That's probably not her actual mom, was it? No, or, it's not. Okay, so it's just like... That's yeah, probably somebody who just took care of her. Yeah. And she had cancer or something, and they she didn't, they tuberculosis. Didn't do, yeah, they didn't do enough to to show like that big of a connection. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. you meet the character in episode like one and two, like barely, and then like somebody who she cares about is dying. Like yeah. okay, cool. see, I, I think I think Justin's biggest issue isn't necessarily like her physical prowess or anything like that. You have to be able to see the pain and the the emotional power in her, which we have not seen yet. I think that's where. We need to see more from her is, you know, like maybe more, maybe more anguish. And now there's we, three episodes left to try to prove you, me, like, yeah, to or prove me sway me, to sway me. Yeah, that, that because side. we haven't seen a whole lot about her, like, we don't know almost anything about her story. I mean, we saw a little bit of it this episode, um, and she's had a couple lines, but there hasn't been anything that has been like her, like, you really get to see the feel for her. You can kind of feel for the organization in the sense of what they were trying to do up until, you know, blowing yeah, up a... I, I guess if we would get a flashback to their inspiration and why they stole all those vials of the super soldier serum, maybe we would have a better idea and a better understanding of what's going on there. But Not it, even the super soldier serum. We need to see more like... We need to see more of why she's stealing the medicine. The super soldier serum, yes, is important, but the medicine is where you're going to feel for her well that I, is where you're I mean, gonna see the medicine is because like obviously her so-and-so her died idol. of tuberculosis yeah. so yeah. she's trying to prevent that in the camps like because they're struggling she said it's what did she say it's life or death yeah. uh out there and you're holding six months worth of food well that's what i'm saying we need we need to see more of that life or death if we are going to feel for her we need to see her like we need to see her feeling that more or we need to feel more for the people that she is feeling for if there's going to be we need more the, people the, at connection. these GRC camps who are struggling. Yes. We need more of that. Yes. Yeah. We need, I guess we, so. need, we haven't yeah. really gotten that. Nope. I mean, we got a we got they were like kicking a soccer ball or something for a little bit yeah. in Latvia, but that Yeah, didn't that was re- it. didn't really look uh like it was a, a refugee camp. Like Yeah. It, it really didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just looked like maybe like a poor neighborhood, but not like a like super super duper like Slum, like if they made it really slummy, really maybe had like a couple of like slimy guards or something there. Did that, they expect you know, us to read Latvia on there and then they just expect that it was a slum? Like, yeah, 
I guess so. I but don't like, know. like if there had been like some people there that were kind of mistreating them from the GR, the the the, the GRC, you like so you get to see like not only are they like displaced, but they're also being treated like they are subhuman. Like that kind of thing is what we need to see if we are going to feel more for their cause. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta I gotta watch this again, man. Because the more I'm talking, the more I'm like, man. I can't remember what ex- what happened directly after the GRC commercial. Do you remember? They showed the GRC police car pull up to a scene, and they were in the uh, the new Captain America comes out, and they yeah. stormed that place, looking the German place in Munich. Oh yeah, but yeah. see, it would almost be better if like the GRC commercial gets cut off by one of the flag smashers like spitting on the TV in disgust. Because they're upset with yeah. the GRC. Like, I want to know more I mean, about it that. Is oh. fo- it is followed by a spitting scene. but You know what would have been interesting <laughs> would have been if they take that scene and then you see the guy that eventually gets arrested that they were talking about spit on the screen. And then you see the raid come in as he's – Right. Like, at, right after he does it. So you, it flows into that other scene. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's just – you know, in these in these episodes, you you are focusing on little pieces at a time and – the main focus of this one was Zemo and going to Magipur. You know, I yeah. mean, even even uh, John Walker and uh, Lamar Hoskins, like, yeah. you saw them twice for a couple minutes. That was yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe this next one will be the Flag Smashers. Like, we'll get more behind it. Yeah. I, although, I think it's going to be interesting to see how much Hoskins is a ride or die. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it – because – he, he yeah, has been questioning. Of, yeah. There was uh, too many questions asked by him yes. in this episode. He isn't just like, okay, let's do it. He's like, he's definitely asking questions. Yeah, I think everyone's asking questions, man. Like, even even Carly's little uh, Australian buddy, like, when, when she's telling him to put a seatbelt on and he doesn't and the bomb goes off, like, he, he doesn't know. Like, no, he has no idea. You know idea. what I'm saying? And, like, you still get the sense that, like, Maybe at the end of this, you started to see Sam and Bucky start to trust one another a little more as uh, Zemo was making them biscuits on the plane or whatever he was doing. <laughs> it looked like it. Yeah, it was like, who is he, Zemo he was, now? He was serving Zemo them. He was just like making them food. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got this uh, place we can go to in, you know, in, in Latvia or whatever. and they get The, the, the rotten food. Yeah, that, that was funny. The fridge isn't working. So I don't know. Uh, all I know is – this was my favorite episode so far. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. And it's probably because we got Sharon and Zemo and yep. Madripoor and and a freaking Dora Milaje. At the very end. Uh-huh. So we get a Wakanda Special Forces member. Yeah. So the King's Guard is uh the Dora Milaje and uh her name is Ao. She's we've seen her before. She's not as she ha- she doesn't have as much screen time as Okoye. Um, but so when they're, when they get there, uh, Bucky says, Hey, I'm gonna go for a walk. And he's like picking up these, these little th- round things on the ground. I'm like, what, what yeah. is that? Like, I didn't catch it at first. I wish I would have. I'm just not that good. Uh, but they're the, uh, Komodo beads, I believe is what they're called. Yep. And, um, man, I was not expecting that. I was all. not expecting no, Wakanda to be involved in any of this entire series. Yeah. And now, like, I don't even know where to go with my thoughts of what's going to happen or, yeah. or to come yeah. with uh, with them being introduced at the end here. Like, wow, man, I was just blown away by that. Yeah. And yeah. she says, in, in Wakandan, which is interesting because I guess that means that Bucky knows Wakandan now, I want to see him speak some 
Wakandan. <laughs> that would be great. You you won't. You yeah. won't see that. I don't even know if it's called Wakandan. It might not be. So if it's not, I apologize. But I think it's Zosha or whatever. X O S H O or S H A or whatever. Uh, but anyways, um, she says, I'm here for Zemo. Yeah. All right. So here's my thing. The last I remember. So if you think back to Civil War, T'Challa k- keeps Zemo from killing himself. And then when you see, um, again, Martin Freeman's character, I think it's, what do we say? Oh, it's Everett Ross. Everett That's Ross. Yes. Everett, Ross. Everett yes. Ross. Okay. He's in Korea at the same casino that T'Challa's at. And they're talking at, like, the uh, the crab's table or something, right? Black Panther, yeah. Black Pan- T'Challa, Black Panther is talking to um, Ross. And um, they're both there for uh, the vibranium that Claw has. But T'Challa says, Ross, I already gave you Zemo. So this is interesting to me. Like, T'Challa literally has the man that killed his father yep. at the end of Civil War, gives him up. Freely, I guess, you know, I don't know if there was a deal or what was going into the deal, but gives up Zemo to the CIA. Remember, he gives him up yep, to Ross. Right. And so now you have a member of the Dora Milaje who is literally in, um, I guess, Latvia or wherever they're at and says she's here for Zemo. So I'm like, what has changed in T'Challa's perspective? Again, because we don't know. T- well, I mean, Zemo's out of jail yeah. doing stuff for, I mean, I guess – doing stuff in general and he shouldn't be he should be in jail where they expected him to be yeah. and now that he's out he's causing you them think to it's be as simple as that yeah, yeah i think I, it yeah, is i yeah, think yeah. it is i yeah, think, I I think really it's do. if he's not gonna be in jail then he's be either, or, or at the very least if you're if you guys cannot keep him in jail we will put him in jail or take him to wakanda some, or something put it take it into our own hands i think that is what it is is okay, that they, okay. they just don't like the fact that he is no longer in prison yeah but now the interesting like little twist here is that bucky essentially for the past two the two years before um, endgame and infinity war uh he's pretty much an honorary wakandan yep, like so pretty he, much, like, yeah, he's the white wolf yeah so yeah exactly so He's close with these people now. Like, yeah. So this is going to add a whole other dynamic yeah. to the series that we, I didn't dog, expect man. at I'm, all. I mean, if, if if it comes like if you think about it, those are the only people that Bucky can really think of as family, if at all. Like, if there's anyone in the world that he could think of as his family, are the Wakandans. Yeah, I, I yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. Like, I just keep picturing the scene in. Uh, when he gets his his new arm, like he's there, he's like filling up a bucket with water or whatever, and yeah. then he's like hanging out with these little kids, the Wakandan kids, like yeah. hanging out there. Like, yeah, they, they've uh, developed a lot of relationship there, yeah. and uh, this is going to make for a very interesting dynamic. It's yeah. not only between Bucky and the Wakandans, but like Bucky and then like having to share that information or hold, withhold that information from Sam and, and Zemo now. So, yeah. which will be it, extra interesting because Sam didn't even want Zemo out of prison in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he even exactly. said like, yeah. I think Sam said like, what would the maybe like what would Wakanda think or what would the Wakandans think of this? Or yeah, well, yeah, he literally brings it up. He's like, like yeah, he, he killed, killed King T'Chaka. T'Chaka. Yeah, King T'Chaka. Like he blew up the UN. He King killed King T'Chaka. Yeah, yeah, I cannot wait. I hope we get some good – I hope it – I don't think it will, but it would be great if the next episode just picks up right there in that alley and they're talking. Like, I would love that. That's what I, that's what I really need. So, I, I think it's a strong possibility. I think it, it can. Yeah. I think it can. Or at the, or maybe it'll, like, move to, like, an apartment and they'll be sitting down with, like, Sam and, like, you know, they're talking and – Dude, I just want to see Zemo get his 
butt kicked by by AO, <laughs> man. That would be sick. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything we missed? Um, there probably is. Um, anything significant that we missed? Really good episode. I loved it. I mean, really fun. Uh, uh, I mean, I just want to go ahead and just touch on real quick the the that fact that Sam had to uh, drink that snake. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> gosh, staying character, the, staying the character. smiling tiger, yeah, smiling tiger. But then, like, Who never smiles right before he's getting ready to drink. He's like, he like, mm, mm, and then like Sam or uh, Bucky. But I can just picture what Bucky would like was wanting to say. Uh, but he couldn't because he had to stay in character. Right. Like it was just oh yeah, man. the Winter I Soldier it. doesn't speak. I oh. love it, man. Yeah, and uh, w- one other thing to call back to the uh, whole line in the car: you're not going to move up. Your <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> he yes. Said, no, yeah, no, not at all. That was so good, man. Gosh, I feel like we're missing something. There's some other good stuff. Um, oh, here's a thought. I wonder if we're going to get like any sort of indication to like the Mandarin. Because we're in Asia now that they're in Madripoor, which yeah. they might not be going back to Madripoor. I imagine we'll see Sharon Carter again. Slash, is the Mandarin the power broker? I mean, that's a possibility, maybe. That would help. Powerful... Uh, that would help set up their new movie coming out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's a thought. That would. Yeah, I mean, I just don't I, see that. I, I just don't see that happening. I just don't. I, I don't see. I don't know. Like this, this is like a different part of Asia. This is like this is very you know, like China is just its own thing off to the side, and that's where the Mandarin is going to be, you know, from. And this is very much like Southeast Asia, which is China. Mm. Like China is described as Southeast Asia, but eh, it's like at in, this is this is like Indonesia. This is like in the Pacific, like island type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which they literally say it's in the Indonesian islands, um, but yeah. So this is this is a little bit different. This is it's you know it's just a different type of like you know it has a different feel to it than I would think the Mandarin would be related to. Yeah, maybe I just want to see him. You know, it's been it's been so long. Well, wait until later this year and you'll see him. You'll see him. <laughs> yeah, if we're lucky, the way they keep pushing movies back. <sighs> yeah, sadly. Sorry, hate to end on such a wow. Way sad to kill this whole entire thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm still mad about Black Widow. Me too. <sighs> way to go. Okay. Way to go. Time to end the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, man. Nothing, nothing else. To say, good episode. Good go episode. watch it again. I need to. I need to go watch it again. If you're if you're listening still, yeah. you've watched it once. Go watch it a second time because yeah. I feel like I'm going to pick up on some things a second time around. Um, yeah, but when you go to Disney Plus to click on the the episode, the very first banner you see is actually Mighty Ducks Game Changers, not View Episode uh, Three streaming. What the heck? Yeah, I know. Who cares about Mighty Ducks, dude? It's Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode Two, which, by the way, I watched Episode One, and I'm actually I'm all oh, in. Yeah. I'm in. all in. <laughs> but anyway, I had to like scroll over to get to Winter Soldier. Like Mighty Ducks is the one that's holding down the. The Man. streaming platform. The right audacity. Now. It's a second-class citizen. Yeah, crazy to think of. But, yes, watch it again. Good deal. Well, to our listeners, thank you for uh, staying on with us. We hope that you would come back next week as we review Episode 4. We are officially halfway done. That is crazy. With the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So come on back next week. We'll have Episode 4 review. It'll be a grand time. For my good buddies Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll thanking you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.